You're listening to Several Ways to Live, a podcast formerly with Nick Farr. Um, today it's not Nick, it's Nico. Hello, Nico. <laughs> Hi, Florian. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good. Um, this is going to be a quick one, um, I think. Um, whoever listens to this may remember that we talked three months ago about, uh, we talked about uh, Mexico because you do live in Mexico still. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the situation in uh, Mexico City, especially in La Condesa. And uh, three months ago, everything was very quiet. And we didn't understand why nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you talked about how you um, uh, did your work, uh, how you taught your students from home, and how you had to go back to teaching full, the full schedule again etc and uh, now because uh, you're not not going to be uh, in mexico city for much longer i wanted to um, uh, you know take the chance and uh, talk to you just for a little while and ask about how it's now mm -hmm. yeah cool so how and have you nice been that, that we, yeah very good and it's nice that we can that we can talk again because it feels like a like a proper closure We came to Mexico yes. together six years ago. That is true. And so it's nice to be talking to you now that now that my wife and I are, are preparing to, to leave Mexico and go to Germany. Yeah, yeah wh when will you so, come here? Uh, just quickly. I, I will fly in the first week of August and my wife Angelica is flying a month or a month and a half later. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be flying. I'll, I will start teaching in Bremen at the end of August. So I need some time to just yeah, get, get settled and look for an apartment and all, all these things that you do when you, when you move to a different place. <laughs> so you don't have an apartment yet? Excuse me? You don't have an apartment yet? We don't have an apartment yet. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking, because I still don't know if I will be able to, to, to avoid the quarantine. I don't know if it makes sense to start making appointments and, yes, and yes. deciding on apartments now before I well, get to Germany and see how, how the situation is there. And I will be staying at my brother's apartment in, in Münster for the first days. And I can easily make some appointments while, uh, once I'm there. And I think that will be a better strategy than starting looking for places now. So yeah, yeah. That's I true. think in yeah in German cities, the the I think the situation is that once you see something, you have to be really quick. Otherwise, the, the apartments are gone. So it makes no no real sense, I think, to to be looking right now. Yeah, that is true. Um, I remember. So when I went back to Germany two years ago, I came here at the end of April and uh, I started work so I didn't really have time to look around for apartments and I didn't want to, but Catherine did that for me. So mm -hmm. Catherine made the appointments and then sent me there. Uh, but yet, um, people are very confused when you tell them, well, I'm in Mexico now, but I want to look at the apartment. So yeah, it does make sense. Exactly. So that I think that's going to be the strategy. And well, the first first days in a in a new apartment aren't comfortable at all when you don't have furniture, when you don't have your stuff to to 
to yeah to feel like you're at home actually but we know the situation so we will we will survive it it's not the first time that you moved cities and countries exactly uh-huh so it's going to be yeah a similar situation once again so so um let's start with so you're gonna start teaching at the school in Bremen. How did uh, schoolwork go in the last three months? Uh, so last time we talked, you said you had to go back to teaching the full schedule, uh, not knowing how you would do that. But did you go back to the school itself or was it all online now? Well, it was all work from home and we returned to teaching the full schedule but actually in a, in a system that I think worked very, very well. The idea was having, in theory, all all classes, but reducing the time of the of the academic hour. So not having the kids listen to you or try to work or or pretending that it's a, a normal normal uh, lesson, but making shorter lessons, 25 minutes, 30 minutes at most, mm -hmm. but in a in a fixed schedule. Mm -hmm. I think that worked well. So. I managed to, to cover the topics. I also to say that math and physics are probably subjects that are quite easy to, to teach in a remote way. Yeah. Um, I can imagine it to be much more complicated for my colleagues who teach languages or, or philosophy or ethics. Yeah. Because in, in, in other subjects you need, you need that freedom to, to have a discussion And in math, you can you can have a pretty good, or, well, just just decent uh, lesson that looks a bit more like a lecture, like a short lecture. So it's some input with some theory and some examples, and then you let you you let the students work on a yeah do a homework and and show you the or send you the results. So it wasn't too problematic, and well, yeah, that's how we how we proceeded until the end of the school year. So we we were able to do the lessons until the end of the school year in a, in a remote way. That, I said, that worked well. Okay, that sounds there were some Yeah, there were some limitations. So a part of the, of the German Abitur wasn't, didn't actually take place. So the oral exams didn't take place simply because it was not possible to return to school to have to have the examinations yeah so yeah so that was that made this, this academic year uh, some sort of a, of an exception yeah so the students who got their abitur, abitur this year got their abitur based on the on the written exams mm -hmm. all right we're back okay so school sounds good. Um, I think when you go to uh, um, Bremen, you will get to teach in class again, because that's apparently what's what's happening here. Everybody goes back to class, and uh, uh, for Catherine's school, the only uh, change is that probably there will be no classes uh, in the afternoon um, for some reason that I already forgot. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I think as well. That's what I've heard from the from the principal in the school in Bremen that we should start the school year with regular classes. 
yeah. yeah, and then we'll see what happens in autumn. Exactly. That's very different in Mexico. So for now, the situation in Mexico is that the that the uh, Ministry of Education has said that there won't be uh, regular classes in August, mm. and they are waiting to see if it's possible to return to well to 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 lessons to 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 school actually in September, but still with no well still with, with without certainty. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. So then let's get to that. Um, three months ago, you said that okay, there were like recommendations for social distancing. Were there uh, already recommendations for wearing masks? I don't know. There were, but, but there were some recommendations, but nothing was enforced, and the the government basically said, "Well, there's not a really pro real problem here because we we have it under control." Um, and uh, in La Condesa, everything was fine because in La, La Condesa, everybody has probably slightly bigger apartments, and they can they do work uh, either at home or in in uh, larger offices. Um, What has what what has happened in the last three months? Because now it's different it's from what different, I hear from in the news. Yeah, well, many things still seem to be just a recommendation. So there was a lockdown, meaning that that many stores had to close, uh, offices had to close, and and let their 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 workers work from home. Um, but. These kind of measures, like wearing a mask or not, or doing something different than social distancing, these things st are still uh, just a recommendation. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't imagine, you would, or, or you would think that there aren't any other pressing topics in Mexico. But the president still uses long times in his in his daily speeches. He has daily speeches every every morning, and he spends. A long time every day talking about yeah why this is safe how Mexico has managed to to control the pandemics. On Friday his speech was about why he doesn't need to use a mask because his his minister of health told him that well he he always keeps keeps distance to to other people when he when he talks so a mask is not is not necessary for him. Mm -hmm. So you would think that there aren't any other pressing topics if this is. If, if the president takes time to, to, to say something like that. So many things are still, are still just uh, recommendations. Uh, people, I, I have the impression that people try to, uh, to use the, the mask as often as they can. So you always see people wearing masks on the streets. You see that people try to avoid, avoid places, but the, the situation remains the, the, the same way that I had told you three months ago. Many people can't avoid yeah. being close to to other people. So lots of the lots of the economy, lots of the uh, ma many of the of the occupations in Mexico depend precisely on being on the street, yeah, selling tacos on the street, or or yeah. Well, so these are these are occupations that do not simply do not allow allow for people to to stay at home and and avoid the contact with with uh, other people. Okay, so I was wrong. Nothing has changed, but um, <laughs> something must have changed because last time we talked, we 
looked at the numbers, the numbers of, of officially uh, tested, positively tested people, and it was very, very low. And we were wondering mm -hmm. why is that. Now the numbers are really high, and uh, and actually, so here in the news, Mexico is often mentioned because of, of the high numbers, uh, and it's mentioned that it's you know the country with a fourth highest number of new infections per day mm -hmm. i don't know if that's true for exactly today uh, and right now it's the end of july um but so this aspect has changed uh and i i remember you probably too when when the, all this started we we saw uh really bad images from especially from italy uh where hospitals were overwhelmed and could not handle all the patients and three months ago we speculated about what would happen if that happens in mexico so mm -hmm. the, 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 what do you see what do you get uh, uh in the news because th we hear nothing about that here <sighs> that's a that's a complicated thing yes you say what has clearly changed is that the numbers have gone up the numbers of new infections the numbers of uh, Of, of dead people and um, yeah so but I, I, I I'm not I'm not sure if anything else has changed so any any kind of reaction to that or any kind of uh, of um, attention from from side of the government to that so I would I would probably have to to separate there the situation as it's, as it's perceived from the central government from the federal government and the way it is perceived from the from the local government mm -hmm. and this is just my impression the the mayor of, of mexico city she tries to well she tries to to keep much more the situation under control whenever whenever there are reports that the, that the numbers go go up and they they keep going up the whole time she says okay you don't um, don't go out without without mask and uh, avoid crowded places. And she introduced recently a, a new system to to control how people enter the city center. You know well the the downtown downtown Mexico City, the city center is usually very very crowded. Yeah, that's basically the inside. It doesn't matter that you're outside. It's like being yeah, exactly. because there's you, so many people there. You don't have more than 10 centimeters no. until yeah until the next person yeah mm -hmm. so um she's trying to control that with some systems which i i'm not very aware of but i think uh, depending on your id or depending on i i don't know exactly what what kind of system she has she has tried but she's trying to control a bit those those crowded places um the very Optimistic discourse or the positive discourse always stressing that Mexico has controlled the pandemics and uh, that uh, the number of new infections are, are going down despite it being uh, clearly false. Mm -hmm. That seems to come for me at least only from the, from the central government, from the federal government. Yeah. So to, returning to your question about what, what has changed in these three months, maybe, maybe not too much. If the federal government still insists in uh, in presenting the situation as, as a situation that that is mainly under control, yeah. You you also asked how much how much we perceive from that, or if if we get to see some of these very um, 
well, very uh, stressful situations that that we saw a, a month, a few months ago from from Italy or from Spain, yeah. And no, I don't, I don't get to see that. It might have something to do with, as we already said, being in La Condesa, in one of the neighborhoods where people have lots of space, where the where there are mainly private uh, hospitals, yeah. And so the situation doesn't feel that. Uh, that tense here in Condesa. So I <laughs> I feel badly informed. I have to say the news, well I, I read the newspapers. I, I don't watch news. We we don't have we don't have TV, but uh, I read the newspapers and what you see is that is is really that that the numbers keep going up, but you don't get to see or, or let's say let's say the other way, I see much less of this situation here than what I saw from the Italian or the Spanish situation three months ago, despite having similar numbers to those that Italy had, uh, I don't know, in March. Yeah, I mean, the, the, Italy, no, Italy is not much smaller than, it's, it's smaller than, than Mexico, it's less people, but it's not like, it's a third um, and the numbers, yeah, as you said, it's the same as probably it was in Italy in, in March. Yeah. Uh, how is, uh, is, is uh, Mexico City especially affected uh, or is it more in the rural areas? No, Mexico City is the, is the hotspot. And, and from what I understand, the, the neighborhoods that are, that are the clear hotspots are precisely the neighborhoods that are not in central Mexico City. So not Polanco, not Condesa, but Iztapalapa. Yeah. So uh, precisely the neighborhoods where people depend on, yeah, on being outside, on, on selling something on the street. On, yeah. That people who cannot avoid uh, taking the subway to go to work in, in central Mexico City. So those those are the the hotspots. So Mexico City is clearly one of the of the hotspots, one of the places in Mexico with the with the highest numbers of of infected people and and of of oh yeah of casualties of deaths. Yeah. But as yeah, I I think I I may be returning once again to the same point. It seems to be a different a different reality depending on where in Mexico City you are. The city is so, so big and diverse that you you perceive the reality in completely different ways depending on where you are. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's super well, interesting. May, may, I ask, yeah. may I ask you something? Sure. <laughs> what, is, what, is your, what is your impression? Because uh, I, have, I have the impression that Germany got... Much of the situation under control, but now that people are, are going on vacation, fears have returned about uh, well the numbers that will inevitably grow as a, as a result of people of people uh, being outside and, and and being on vacation and yeah, um, from what I gather, from what I see, when, from what I read, um, the situation is. Right now is under control in the sense that the the uh, tracing of all the contacts of newly infected people is is done well right now, or at least it's, it's it's being attempted to be done. Uh, so there, the current infection rate is there's less than thousand people being uh, 
less than a thousand new infections per day and that is maybe a little bit too high to to track everyone but um, uh, the health services can try to track all these people and then uh, put everyone they had contact with in quarantine, uh, quarantine, which is a very effective way to manage this. Mm -hmm. um, that is the, the one part. The other one uh, part is, yes, people go on holidays now and uh, they go to, to uh, Spain or Turkey or whatever place. Like, I, I don't think anybody's going to the US right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, there, there, there have already been uh, reports that people were infected uh, while on holidays. But here as well, uh, um, they're gonna, from what I understand, they're gonna start testing everyone uh, who wants uh, 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 right when they come back uh, through the airport, for example. They're even uh, thinking about um, testing everyone regardless whether they want or not uh, this is current news this is not uh, not happening yet so i think a lot ha uh, is being done but on the other hand uh, people are uh, bored or are uh, annoyed of wearing masks and that's getting sloppy and especially when we go back inside in the autumn when everybody goes back to school And there's not going to be more space or smaller groups in the schools uh, because we don't have the space and we don't have the teachers for that. That is the only reason. Um, and um, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I don't know because uh, the situation right now is much better than I anticipated a few months ago. So uh, we can be hopeful that, yeah, with uh, so-called contact tracing, so with the tracking of all the infections, um, this may be managed well or maybe uh, the second wave comes and uh, we're going to be hit hard too. But uh, there's no better place to be for you and Angelica than in Germany, uh, mm -hmm. uh, considering the, uh, the corona situation. Yeah, that's what I think too. So I, from what I understand, this is a strategy that has worked. Testing, testing a lot. And whenever the, the governments uh, notice that there, there has been a spike in mm -hmm. infection numbers, then they, they do like local, local closings, local quarantines. Yeah. And I think the, the mask thing, uh, that was very effective. The mask and mm -hmm. distancing thing. Um, That brought the numbers down, and now the the testing more people, tracking more people, is being implemented. Uh, this was not implemented two months ago, so uh, but it's the right thing to do now, and uh, probably the most cost-effective way. Um, yeah, so that's good. That's but that's good. Exactly. We still don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I think exactly. I think no one no one knows, yeah. and. Yeah, I, I also think yeah, it's it's going to be good to be to be in Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As always. <laughs> uh -huh. um, so yeah, it's it's super interesting that, well, that you observe this too. That yeah, the situation in Condesa feels totally different than probably in Itzapalapa or other places, Mexico City. Um, Nick, my co-host, he has already talked to one of his friends who lives in Mexico City. I, I don't know if he's the one from Itzapalapa or uh, some other place, but uh, I'm looking forward to getting those recordings and uh, listening uh -huh. to that. 
Um, we should do more, more of that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. I think it. I think it's a matter of different perceptions, different realities. Yeah, of course. Because um, uh, just, well, it's it's just so diverse. Yeah, to be totally uh, honest, uh, Catherine and I are doing really, really well. We have. <laughs> We both have uh, secure jobs that we can... Well, Catherine can't be fired anyways. And I have a job that I can do... In my opinion, I, I, I do it better at home. Hmm. Uh, and also, uh, my company is not going to get uh, go broke. Not this year. Um, and so, we actually... This is... The, we have all the restaurants around us uh, have opened up again so we can get mm -hmm. our food uh, and uh, i don't we don't go to clubs and uh, bars anyways maybe mm -hmm. sometimes a bar but now everything is open outside so we can drink beer outside so that's good so uh, it's it's a really good, really good situation for us mm -hmm. but that is yeah. just our uh point of view for ourselves mm -hmm. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We have been very lucky, I must say, as well. We both have our jobs. Well, I, I just finished working <laughs> here, but yeah, I, I had my job until, until a month ago, and um, yeah, I also think that Angelica, with the type uh, type of work that she does, she was able to to work almost almost normally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. she had her meetings, she had her clients, and. So her work is not in any way, in any way uh, obstructed by, by, by the pandemic, which is which is uh, big luck because we also hear from from friends who are independent workers or yeah or work at smaller companies. And uh, just they have, they have suffered a lot. Are there mm -hmm. any weddings this year? Exactly. So that's so one of the Swasik that's one of the of, of the businesses friend. that are. Yeah. Yeah, she's a wedding planner. Uh, I worked for her, uh, f uh, took care of her website for a few years, and but if there are no weddings, then there's no wedding planning. Exactly, exactly. All all those businesses that depend on on events, and we have some cases in Angelica's family as well. One of the uh, one of the in-laws is is a musician. Well, there are no concerts at the moment. And, and yeah, and some other relatives do also work in the in the wedding planning business. Well, renting renting tents and organizing organizing the spaces. Well, all of that is completely on hold. Yeah. So also there, you can you you could assure it's completely different perceptions depending on on what your occupation is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. But I want to ask you. Um, so you're gonna, yeah. You you already mentioned we met uh, first time about six years ago because exactly. you and Angelica mm -hmm. you came from Toronto um, to Mexico City. Catherine and I came from Germany and then we met because we were colleagues then. Then about half a year later, I I got to meet uh, Angelica and work work with her her too, mm -hmm. uh, which turned out to be really really great <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. in a number of ways. Um. And you have lived. Uh, we, we talked about this in the in the German podcast, which is still not published. Uh, but you you have lived in in Colombia, and uh, you you are from Bogota. You have lived in Germany in Regensburg, mm -hmm. and you have lived in Toronto. And now you've lived in Mexico City. And now you're gonna go 
to Bremen. Hm. How does it Aha. how does it feel this time? What are you, what, what do you are you excited like uh, always or I mean this is a I'm, big I'm, step. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm excited and and I have to say I don't know if it's only a um a German expression, or if it exists in English as well, but you, I'm, I'm going with a with a laughing eye and a and a crying eye. Yeah, I will miss Mexico a lot. I will miss Mexico City, which is such an exciting city. I will miss Mexicans. I will miss Angelica's family in Mexico. I will miss my students and my colleagues from work. So that's that's going to be to be very hard. On the other side, I'm excited about going to Germany. This is something that, that Angelica and I had planned as a possibility, at least for a while now. Yeah, yeah, and, I remember and as you know, my, talking about it. My bro yeah, and my brothers live there. So Germany feels always for me like home, so to say. But it's completely a situation where, where I'm already feeling how much I will, I will miss many things and so many people from Mexico City. And the other half of the stories that I look forward positively to also liking life in Bremen and, and getting used again to the to life in Germany, which I already know and which I enjoyed a lot when I when I experienced it as a as a student in Regensburg. So this is a completely split situation, yeah. With yeah, the excitement about going and also the Yeah, also a, a part of, uh, of fear of starting again, as, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, in an empty apartment, etc., etc. But uh, yeah, also being very excited about the new the new start. Have you been to Bremen? Uh, probably once or twice, uh, but mm -hmm. that's a long while ago. Okay. Now the church starts, so we have to stop. I don't think. No, no it's it's fine. Um, I don't know. No, we have to come visit you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's as simple uh -huh. as that. <laughs> exactly. 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 Yeah. And we're going to do that. Um, okay. Church starts. Um, going to wrap this up. We said we, this would be a short one. Um, okay. Next time we're going to uh, speak in person and have a beer, a North German beer, and mm. maybe some lime to it. Okay, great. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing you again and we will see each other in Germany soon. Thank you. Bye. Okay, thanks. Bye.